0: That's the first dog park I ever saw. It's also where I learned that you can't just go there and ask to pet people's dogs. (laughs)
1: Did you try to do that? Yes.
0: Wow. I like dogs.
1: Did somebody say no? Yeah. Wow. got rejected. They're like, you should have a dog. Oh. That almost feels like the adult, adult man at a playground just accidentally ended up at a playground and people get suspicious. Right. Amity at the dog park, you are the version of that.
0: I will, yes.
1: <laughs> I aim people's dogs. Yep. Suspiciously. I just want
0: to pet your dog. That's all. <laughs> I'm keeping my eyes out for basset hounds and corgis. Your dog is so cute. Thank you. Aw. Aw.
1: You did it again, Amity. You creeped that lady out.
0: <laughs> We're rolling. We are
1: rolling. <laughs> <laughs> rolling dog. <out. laughs> Cap, This is a real, real, real thing. Real, 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 real thing. None none, none, of you have the balls to
0: stop, stop this. I've got plenty of time. I have nothing else going on today. We're in the wedge neighborhood right now, right now, right now, right now, right
1: now, right now, right now, right now, right now this is the wedge live podcast i'm here with amity foster Hello. and uh we're gonna ride bikes this this is maybe a bad idea for a podcast because of wind Uh, we are in boom island park
0: in northeast minneapolis northeast
1: minneapolis by the lighthouse uh, on the mississippi river and amity
0: foster who are you you're my Uh, friend i'm your friend with a new bike with a new bike i'm very excited about my bike and i will talk to everybody and anybody about it i'm also a transit fan loud on twitter i do i'm a data manager at a grassroots org i do political work Uh, you also you got cedric alexander fired i believe (gasps) is the rumor (laughs) the rumor (laughs) is that i got cedric alexander fired i have feelings about that okay, I don't, we, don't, we don't have to talk about it but you know, uh it your, it's what you're known for it is what i'm known for oh i also have a cat named chad that's his working name
1: okay that's a weird name for a
0: cat it's his working name like when the pandemic started i was working from home and i needed a name for the cat that was like who's your asshole co-worker mm-hmm. who takes naps during the day and brings brussels sprouts in for lunch chat okay,
1: let's get let's get writing before right. you tell, t- tell me too much I'll about your cat
0: you. i will i promise not to talk about the cat
1: okay well you can, it's it's a cat
0: friendly audience
1: wedge live cat tour that is true this is logistically difficult because i'm trying to keep you on camera definitely watch this on youtube oh yeah because
0: i will try to avoid bad angles
1: it'll be easier to take my heavy breathing
0: oh. into the
1: mic if you're watching on YouTube than if you're just listening, because then all people can hear is me breathing heavy.
0: I mean, you'll hear, this feels weird to say, you'll also hear me breathing heavy. You're on an e-bike. They are okay. I need to correct this assumption about e-bikes, that it yeah. makes biking super easy, because it's just pedal assist. So like going up a big hill yeah. is still hard. I mean, there's effort, but
1: it's not hard. I've uh, ridden an e-bike.
0: It Depends on the kind, so we're going to turn right here. So when I moved into this neighborhood and I started doing door knocking I was door knocking down here someone told me that this was this little like subdivision was called Polish Edina. Polish Edina, because it's where all the rich people live. All the rich Polish people. I have a feeling that's like not a great thing to say. Oh, okay. But it is also true. Like, there's a lot more wealth there than there is up where I live.
1: I feel like this is Michael Rainville country.
0: Yes. Okay. I always get nervous turning left. Okay. We had a bit of close call there. We did. <laughs> I think that lady uh, got mad at me. Sorry, that was my fault. It's okay. It is weird. It is hard talking and writing at the same time. We'll get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> There's no more hills for a while.
1: This was, uh, I'm sorry for having this idea. I don't know if this is gonna work out, Amity. I
0: think it will. I mean, most of the people who watch the podcast are like down for transit and bikes. Oh yeah, this is
1: right up their alley. But you were telling me before that you don't listen or watch Yes, I'm so sorry.
0: (laughs) I'm so sorry. Which makes you a bad friend. never seen or listened to the Wedge Life podcast. I don't know that I can commit to watching it or listening going forward. But I will try. You'll watch your episode, I'm sure. <sighs> Ooh. I don't know, probably not, because I'll have like social anxiety about it. Like Like
1: social how did I anxiety sound? or just listening to your own voice.
0: I think it's social anxiety. Like, I am, by nature, pretty shy, and so we can go. Like, being in the public still stresses me out, and then I'm like, did I say the wrong thing? Yeah. Was I too nerdy? Was I too standoffish? It, like, spirals. It's really uncomfortable. I, think, I feel like this podcast has been exposure therapy for me. <laughs>
1: Oh, you know, when you're afraid of heights, you just you go expose yourself to high things. Yeah. I don't like hosting a podcast, but I've heard my voice. I edit the episodes and so I have to listen to my voice constantly Ooh. I feel- and I just don't care anymore. We're going to call. I don't have a title for this series of the Wedge Live podcast, maybe slowing down
0: traffic with John. Oh, I like that. Oh, OK. So we literally just passed one of the bars that often has pedal pubs out of it. Uh, Dusty's. Oh, yeah. So, you know how there's like all the talk about pedal pubs? Yeah. I kind of like them because they're traffic-slowing devices. I kind of like them too. There's a big controversy. People... Yeah. ...just hate them with a passion. Yes. Oh, like super hate them. Especially around here because there's so many bars. Yeah. Like we're a pretty bar-crawl friendly. Neighborhood. Let's just take this whole lane and
1: slow down traffic.
0: <laughs> We're not a pedal pub. <laughs> we should have beer. But, okay, you know what just happened around here in the last week of July? There was a critical mass ride. It just haunted me. I know. We're gonna turn right here at the railroad tracks.
1: Let's note for viewers and listeners who can hear this traffic that Amity picked the route.
0: (laughs) I am so sorry, we're turning right. Are you a bike signaler? I do signal. And uh, you know how some
1: people will do the weird thing where they do uh, 90 degrees with their elbow to turn right? Yeah. I'm just using my right hand. Oh, my husband does that. It makes more sense. Okay, this is much better.
0: Okay, we're gonna slow down here because I wanna show you something because this is really important to me you might actually stop
1: we're on our way to look at something very important to amity
0: (laughs) okay so you're gonna stop okay let's stop so this is active railroad tracks to your left is a bike path pedestrian path that goes to boom island and basically the rest of the city oh
1: really you you can walk down the railroad tracks to get to boom island
0: to the right you can see concrete. Mm-hmm. And path. then that's a bike path. So from there to Marshall is an unfinished bike path that basically connects north, northeast and the rest of the city. The reason this stretch hasn't been fixed is because of the railroad. It's always the railroad. I know. Yeah. Like this is a beautiful tri- path. Beautiful, beautiful, yeah. but it can't be connected because of the railroad.
1: So it's an unofficial path, because it looks like I could bike it. If oh, you, you, you totally right bike, can. You bike it. There's another one like that by the Dinkytown Greenway, familiar with that railroad path, unofficial path. No, but I'm sure I'll find it. So when you get off the Stone Arch headed to northeast. Yeah. If you go right down this very potholed road, oh, eventually you go under a bridge and then you yeah. come to railroad cars and it's a dirt road with lots of terrible potholes. Yep. It's a very dangerous path, but people take it.
0: So, I'm on CLICK, which is the Capital Long Range Improvement Committee for the city. I'm one of the Ward 3 reps. This this is a project and it's called BPOO6. Okay. And it has been up like presented to us for at least four years now. And we keep getting told it's the railroad.
1: Do you believe it? Is it the railroad?
0: Yeah. And I also believe that like, this is a major, if this were a road, like for cars, you know the city would be like, railroad, like lobbying and pushing and doing all that they could. Yeah. Leadership has no urgency. Yes. We wrote a comment about that. Like one of the things that Click can do is write comments about projects that go to the mayor and the council around the budget. And we talked about that specifically and urged them to put public works leadership on this to get it done. I really want it, I hate this.
1: I kinda hate it too.
0: I hate it, it's wrong and it's not how we should be thinking about transit development. Sorry, I feel like I'm getting too no, you're perfect. Works up about it. You are. This is perfect, but, Amity. I'm
1: glad you brought me here. Yeah. Are we gonna ride it or are we gonna? We are not this?
0: because my e-bike tires are not great on gravel.
1: Okay, they, really they're kind of that. fat. Maybe you could tell me about your e-bike as we go. Yeah, I will. Have so, you? How long have you been riding bikes? So. Or, like an urban bike rider, not just learning as a kid to ride. Urban.
0: Bikes. Probably. Okay, this is. I gotta see how long you've been married. Probably like. 18 years. 18 years. Yeah.
1: So you're not, not just a bus rider.
0: No, no. But I am not. Up until recently, I've not been like a bike rider for transportation.
1: Oh, okay. Just it's recreation. Been like,
0: yeah, recreational. Like I bike up to the quarry because
1: so I love the
0: quarry too much. When did you start commuting? Like six years ago. I spent one summer commuting on like my <laughs> my one speed Huffy okay and then I stopped I don't know why I stopped I just Maybe didn't do you it a, again how was the
1: quality of the bike because Huffies don't have a great reputation they're
0: very heavy yeah it was like what are they called like Roadster you know like the really they look really cool but the, like cruiser that's what it was it's really heavy and slow kind of like a nice ride yeah but that's where I learned about like the U of M Transit way, because I would take that. It was actually a safe ride to work, but you know, I didn't keep with it. The winter stopped me, and then I didn't start again. I got this at the beginning of July, and I've ridden 150 miles. 150.: Yeah, I'm very proud of that.
1: How, uh, how many days a week are you commuting? And where are you, comm- you commuting to work?
0: Yeah, but I go to work like twice a week, if that. Usually it's like, I'm just biking around or to Target, to the grocery store. I've been biking around North Minneapolis a lot. Uh, checking out the bike infrastructure? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna get the street wrong. So I'm not, it's like 22nd or 28th. It's a protected bike lane all the way up to Theo worth Parkway oh huh. it's
1: wonderful I think I took that recently
0: oh I think it's really easy to say North Minneapolis isn't for bikers you know like you buy into that it's a wonderful part of the city to bike around in I think some parts like I getting mean, yes. there from the wedge like Lowry
1: Hillish region oh sketchy intersections you got to go through
0: yeah but once you get there, there's some yeah. decent routes. A friend and I biked out to Robbinsdale on that. That was more a test to see if we could do it. And we could. I, I'm i kind of struck by that, you know? Like, OK, this is Lowry, and I hate crossing Lowry. Ugh. Got a, uh, it's a terrible street. Ferris wheel over oh. there. Do you not know? That's Betty Dangers.
1: Uh, I'm vaguely familiar, but I don't come up here a lot.
0: It was, it's, I think she still owns it. The woman who owns Psycho Susie's. But it's for sale, so if you know anybody who wants a Ferris wheel and a bar. Perfect, perfect for the regular racket feature where they're like,
1: do you want to buy X? Let's say the e-bike revolution doesn't happen. Yeah. Would you have uh, started commuting by bike?
0: Yeah, I think it's something. Oh, some you, point would have, I really you were just going to do it. Yeah. Okay. I probably would complain about it a lot more and maybe not enjoy it as much. Like now, okay. So here's the difference. Like biking to work on my old bike was more like how can I get exercise into my day? Cuz I need more exercise. Right. And can I do this? Yeah, so I'll keep doing it. Now, like, legit, it's more, like, it's a way to prepare myself for the day. It's calm. Yeah. Like, it's just nice. And biking home, like, taking the long way, which is about eight miles, it doesn't feel like eight miles. It feels like a way to explore the city. Right. Whenever people go on about active transportation,
1: it sounds sounds so, like, uh, I don't know, academic and like your doctor giving you advice. But like the, the mental health benefits of like taking a walk and being able to bike oh my God. for transportation, like you're getting in the benefits of it and you're getting where you need to go and you didn't have to pay for gas, you didn't have to pay for insurance.
0: So I was thinking about this the other day because I'll bike, if I'm biking downtown, I'll go through Boom Island, the park there and then the little, there's like the little gravel path from Boom Island to Nicolet and to De La Salle. And it's like, when you're in a car, you're. See- I mean, this is so obvious, but it didn't hit me until I was on my bike. When you're in a car, you're only kind of allowed to see a certain part of the city. Right. Then when you're on the bus, you're seeing more of it. When you're walking, you're even seeing more When you're on a bike, you're even seeing more, like, parts that you literally can't see in other modes of transportation. It's also about speed,
1: because at a certain speed, you just don't see the things you're even driving past.
0: But it feels so good, like, it. okay, see, now I'm getting a little, like, emotional. It feels like this special thing that anybody can have, but not everybody chooses. Yeah. How some cool people is that? Are, and some people are actively hostile to it. Yeah. That's what I don't understand. I know that biking isn't for everybody. My mom has Parkinson's. She can't bike. Right. It, it's not good for her. Like, sorry, it's not safe for her. It also just feels like people are just opposed to biking for... It's almost like they believe if there's more biking, they're actually going to lose something. Well, there is a
1: culture war in cities oh. and in Minneapolis, and it's uh, not necessarily all that rational because it is still very easy to drive. And I don't think in my lifetime, it won't be just super easy to go. Uh, yeah, 60 miles in 10 minutes. <laughs> right, Like give up a little space. You already have like near to all of the space in the city. Give up some of it. You're not asking me to give up your cars or give up all the space. Give up some of it.
0: Give something up and think about like what you're getting instead. Right. You're getting, I mean, you're getting outside. You're getting to see a different part of the city. You're getting to see different people. You're getting to see people that you usually don't live. I don't see. I was thinking about this. It's like people who use public spaces more often if you're a pedestrian, if you're a biker. I wonder sometimes if we're more open or more understanding to people who are in crisis, you know? Cause we see, like you have to be. I also like this route cause it's like, I get to see where the 11 goes and that's my bus. Okay. You have an emotional attachment to the 11. I do. I think this is working out okay. Yeah,
1: we're having a great time <laughs> here on the Wedge Live podcast on bikes. Yes. In Northeast Minneapolis. Uh, there's also the element of, you, you said you're a shy person. In, oh yeah. Are you an introvert?
0: Yeah. <laughs> once I, I told my therapist once I'm like, she's like, do you think you're an introvert or extrovert? And I, I think I'm an extrovert. And then she was like, okay, describe why you think that. Or like, we're gonna turn right, I'm sorry. And then we kept talking and she's like, you're, you're not an extrovert. <laughs> I don't know why you would think that like, Oh, aren't?" all but right. If for uh,
1: being outside walking places yeah. and biking, I see all the people I know and that I would never schedule time. Right. To be with. Right. But then I'm forced into like a 30 minute or hour long or multiple hour long excursion with someone I never planned to be with that day. And I wouldn't have seen them if I'd been in a car, if yeah. we'd both been driving past each other. But if we're walking around or biking around, we stop
0: and connect. It's like, okay, so I went to Powderhorn porch Fest. I had no plans to go there.
1: You're going to all the porch Porchfests this year. No, you I went only to went to that porch one. Wait, fest. Uptown
0: is the one yeah. I went to. Uptown, because there was like, is this actually Uptown? It's not Uptown. Okay, well... I have no, like, claim <laughs> in that conversation because I live here. Well, I'm glad I corrected you. You didn't
1: go to Powderhorn Porchfest. No, Fest. You went I went to, to Uptown. You went Porchfest. Porch but,
0: like, I saw a bunch of people who, you're right, who I normally wouldn't see. And I wouldn't reach out and say, hey, let's hang out. I feel like I've never been in this part of the city before. Yeah. We're at Rod Carew All-Star Field. I don't know who Rod Carew is. I'm assuming a There's Twins a player. A baseball player? All right. Did he play for the Twins? Why would it be named Rod Carew? It could Crew? be from the Twin Cities, maybe. Maybe he's from this neighborhood and played for someone else. I'm sure that all the baseball fans are going to be like, Rod Carew is from
1: here. It's nice and smooth. I went to oh, St. Paul recently, and I biked on Summit, where they're going like, to destroy a million trees to put in a bike line. Oh, I've been hearing about that, yeah. And. Uh, The road is in nice condition, newly paved, and the bike lane portion is not fixed at all. I don't know if it's because St. Paul doesn't have any money or if they're halfway through a
0: project. Yeah, welcome to bumpy bike path. One time I had stuff in my basket. I was in the quarry shopping center and I underestimated how much my basket could hold. And I put, I had cans of cat food and house plants and I'm biking and I hit like one of the road bumps 10 cat food cans, all the plants, just like bounce out in the middle of a really busy parking lot where people's rage level is like at 40. But I'm just standing there picking up cat food, like, you have to wait for me. I'm a traffic slowing device. Do you bike for groceries? Uh, I bike to Target and Michaels. So craft supplies and. What are you crafting? Okay. <laughs> Do you know what gem art is? You probably I can, don't. I can maybe imagine what gem art so, is. So it's a pre-printed picture, and it's sticky. Like, there's adhesive on it. Clear adhesive. Oh, there's a turkey. Oh, turkey
1: alert. Wow. Dude. Uh, head over to YouTube.com slash Wedge Live <laughs> to,
0: to see a turkey cross the road. <laughs> turkey crossing the bike path. Yeah, I'm sure he crossed the road too. Uh, not necessarily. He could have come up from the river and back down. Okay, we're too easily distracted <laughs> It's
1: okay to be distracted on a bike ride. That's, that's the joy true. of uh, this new feature of the Wedgeline podcast is we talk about whatever we come across. That's
0: true. This is steep and fast, but it's fun. I have squeaky brakes, so if you hear that, that's... Okay. And I think the fence might be electrified. So we shouldn't get too close.
1: Let's not touch the electric fence.
0: Yeah. I don't, I think this is like old water uh, facilities, I think, but they remind me of this old juvie center back out where I grew up. I don't know why. I'm just fascinated by them. Did you used to be a delinquent? No. (laughs) (laughs) Do I look
1: like a delinquent? You're very familiar with all the places we house our delinquent youth.
0: I, I mean, in South Dakota, yeah. I just think these are cool buildings.
1: Are they in use currently? I don't think so. Have you been paying attention to this year's city council elections at all?
0: Yeah, not as much as... I usually do because, you know, I'm in Ward 3, and I don't think there's any exciting candidates. So here's
1: the thing I can't get over is the Ward 12 candidate, Luther Ranheim. I have, okay. Pledging to defund the city's bike infrastructure. That's, he's going to find, so you're on Click Capital yeah. Long Range Improvement Committee, all about infrastructure. Yes. Can you tell me how much... Ooh. is dedicated in the city budget
0: <laughs> I, can't tell, I can't actually tell you that because it's I close don't know. to nothing right yeah if you thought defending de- defunding bike infrastructure is a way to get money for any other department in the city you're basically telling that new department you hate them and like you'll give them fifty dollars but yeah. nothing real that's just
1: is don't pay your bill when you go out to dinner and say, I have to go home and defund bike lanes. I'll be right back with your money. Here's $50.
0: I think it is wild how, again, I, this is like. I think people who want to defund bike lanes or, or who only want to talk about transit as this unsafe hellhole, I think they're afraid of, sometimes I think they're, actually afraid of the people who use those infrastructures. And sometimes I think they're just like afraid of change.
1: With the bikes in particular, it's a fear of change. And like, I, as I said before, and I say all the time, it's culture oh. war and like the people who ride bikes are ruining the city.
0: Yes. We're in Anoka? Anoka, we're in Fridley. I mean, not like oh in yet. If we went forward a little bit, we'd be in
1: Fridley. It's frightening that you took me all the way
0: to Fridley. I know. How cool is that? But okay.
1: So, See how far you can get away from Minneapolis on a bike with a friend.
0: So this is something I learned. You can bike all the way out to like Coon Rapids on both of those trails, and there's signs posted all over the place for it. So you can avoid all
1: the streets and just Most take the
0: trails. Most of them. Yeah, EOTF. That is one thing that I'm learning is like bike path etiquette, you know? Sometimes I'll just sort of stop in the middle of the bike lane. I've got a topic for that. And I've gotten yelled at. Oh geez. Which like right, I mean... People need to be more
1: understanding.
0: Well... Like
1: if a pedestrian is wandering into your way, just
0: have some... But like if I'm a biker and I'm stopped in the middle of the bike path, I should know better you should know better, but like. It would be interesting to hear from someone who's been biking for like 15 years, 20 years in the city compared to now, like there's gotta be bike paths that are pretty heavily trafficked. And I wonder what it's been like to see that shift. Sometimes I get the impression that there
1: are, you know, the people who show up to a bike lane meeting or any kind of transportation meeting, like I bike, I love bikes, but this bike lane sucks. And one of the components of that is like, vehicular cyclists are like, no, bikers should be in the road. Uh, and then there's another group who who hate the new sidewalk uh, level like oh, level the
0: because life. they hate dealing with pedestrians oh wandering
1: God. into their path.
0: The downtown on Hennepin, they A have lot of pedestrians wandering into your path, on mm, that one. but there's less. So this, this cracks me up. I was so my mom and my niece and I were in Chicago in June and we were down by the lake. And they've got the bike lanes like, you know, there's the bit for pedestrian and then there's the bike lane right next to each other. So my niece, did I say my sister? I meant my niece, my niece who is nine and who really has never seen a bike lane, like by a sidewalk. She's just like walking down the road, walking down the bike path. And my mom and I are just like grabbing her every five feet. It's like, walk here. She's like, why? Like, because you can get hit by a biker.
1: So I've had that issue when I've been downtown. I've been the clueless pedestrian in the bike path. I'm I'm very conscious of like, this is a bike path. I shouldn't be in it. Even I like waiting to cross the street. It feels like the right place to stand, but it's it's not. I don't know if there's a way to design those better. I almost feel like a street level with a curb protection is uh,
0: preferable. Probably that. And it's probably just going to take, I mean, it's going to take time is probably the worst answer when it comes to infrastructure, like use of new infrastructure. You know, the e-bike rebate comes out next year. I do know. yeah. Very excited by that. I've been telling everybody that I know. What I've been telling them is to follow Bike MN because Bike MN is tracking it like that's the place. As more e-bikes and just bikes in general are purchased, Oh, you're such a rule breaker. <laughs> I took
1: the dirt path.
0: I wonder how the cities are going are gonna to invest in or update bike infrastructure as like the, now there's huge opportunities for more people to get bikes. Well, as Luther Ranheim
1: says in Ward 12, Minneapolis is already a top biking city. It's time to stop. Oh. What, what do you think of that mentality? That like, we've done enough, uh, biking is good enough, Okay, let us stop. So, we can't do better.
0: So a couple things. I think that that is then indicative of how he'll think about leading the city in any kind of situation. Yeah, Like, we've hit we're at the pin- we're on the top 10 list this year, so we don't need to do anything else and we actually have to stop what we're doing. Like, that's not a leader. That's someone with a vendetta and who has a campaign against something that he specifically dislikes.
1: Yeah, what I'm finding is there's a style, there's a style of candidate and sometimes people will use the word pragmatic or like the city needs to get back to the basics. And all these extras, we don't, we don't need to bother with that. You need to get back to plowing
0: potholes and police and none of the extras. The basics are necessary. Like, yes, there's a baseline of services that the city has to provide. If you only want to focus on the basics, you're only focusing on community members and people who do well with the basics. That's a good way to put it. Like, that's it. You don't care about the people who who don't even have the basics. That's really what it feels like. You want to feel, you want to serve the people who are served, who are already served well. You don't care about the people who have never had the basics, or for whom the basics have never worked. What about my taxes, though? The mayor
1: is increasing the levy by six percent.
0: I. Taxes, I guess I'm probably going to have like the wrong answer on. I want everybody in my city to thrive and do well. I am willing to pay taxes for that. That's what allows people to do well. That's what allows people to keep living, to keep going. Why would we not want to do that? I think I just swallowed a gnat. Oh, I've done that. I've started to realize why other like I'll see bikers out and they're wearing those like clear plastic glasses and for a while I was like that looks so dorky but after having gotten like a bug in my eye multiple times and not being able to see no I get it now that's why.
1: It is a big benefit to wear glasses. I think I would have poked one of my eyes out on a branch by now if I wasn't the kind of person
0: who wears glasses
1: like You gotta do the duck. Yeah, if I'm walking looking at my phone, I don't know how many times I've had a branch poke my eye when I haven't been looking up. I mean, (laughs) don't
0: don't walk and look at your phone.
1: I'm gonna continue to walk and look at my phone, Amity. You (laughs) can't stop me. We're going up a hill. This is gonna be the section where I breathe heavy into the microphone.
0: Sorry. Woo! (laughs) See, okay, my bike is in turbo mode. And this is still not super easy. That's not a great advertisement for
1: your e-bike.
0: No, it's not. I don't want a bike where it does all the work. Woo.
1: I watch a lot of YouTube videos <laughs> where people buy like Chinese scooters and e-bikes that go like
0: 60 uh, here, miles an hour. We're gonna.
1: And uh, those feel dangerous.
0: Yeah, I would not. I just love this. Here we go. Let's get closer to the fence. I just think it's so cool. Like the train yard. Here we are at the train yard, <coughs>
1: catching my breath. Right. Woo! <laughs> really, this is what scenic <laughs> overlooks are for. There's, uh, there's oh,
0: yeah. downtown. That's what the bird sounds. <laughs> Okay, those aren't, I don't think those are actual birds. Really? I think those are recordings. (laughs) No! Why? Someone told me that they'll have recordings of birds to keep other birds away. Oh, maybe that is a real bird. You can't use that part.
1: (laughs) You can't do that.
0: Now Minneapolis Twitter will be like, yeah, Amity doesn't know what a bird is. I don't know, maybe. Some bridges, like underneath the bridge, they'll have bird recordings to keep other birds out from under the bridges, I'm assuming, so they won't poop all over. That doesn't sound like anything I've ever heard in Minneapolis. I don't know. I I think they're fake. fake. I think
1: you're right. (laughs) That doesn't sound real. Don't use that part. I'm using it. It sounds like a jungle.
0: I just think the trains are so cool. My stepdad was a engineer. His favorite thing to talk about when it comes to trains is to tell us how many cows he killed as a train operator. Because he's like, the cows are so dumb, they just stand there and they don't move and we can't slow down, so we just hit them.
1: Can't slow down because it's physically impossible?
0: Like it takes a long time for a train to stop all
1: right we don't have respect for cow life
0: i mean i can kind of understand that if your cow is on the train tracks come on now why don't you have your cow fenced in we can bike i hope i hope the
1: mics are picking up the crazy bird sounds i've never heard that before in the city it sounds like a jungle did you hear about the guy who bought the house next door to him tore it down and put it in a pickleball court just so he could stop a triplex from going in. Oh, I didn't hear that. He was worried that a triplex would be built next to him. So he just bought the lot for like a million dollars, tore down the house, built a pickleball court.
0: That is a level of wealth that I can't even wrap my head around. But you know what? People like there's a sport for every person. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be the one to say your sport is dumb. Right.
1: I like that it pits tennis against pickleball in a fight for space. I like that there's pickleball nimbyism. I love it. I love new forms of nimbyism.
0: <laughs> yeah. Lucky Shots. I think that's a pickleball place. Oh. I think. I could that be... whole building is for pickleball? No, just there's, it's like, that's where Brother Justice is too. Oh no there's a bunch of stuff in there this is just an
1: industrial wasteland amity
0: we're we're getting to a park we're near (laughs) saint anthony park we're like getting near a whole bunch of parks
1: i didn't know there was any part of minneapolis that looked like this
0: that's why i kind of love it
1: wide expanses of railroad tracks everywhere Welcome to Northeast. Northeast Minneapolis is all train tracks and boxcars, pickleball warehouses and breweries. golf courses, yeah. churches. churches. Nobody lives here.
0: That is, okay. Northeast is huge. <laughs> Northeast is huge. Right now we're in the part that I call Upper Northeast because you have to go up a lot of hills to get to it. I don't think that's actually a formal, I don't think anybody else calls it Upper Northeast. I do because Hiking up hills but
1: see, so we got a dog park up here
0: that's the first dog park I ever saw it's also where I learned that you can't just go there and ask to pet people's dogs <laughs>
1: did you try to do that yes wow I like did, dogs did somebody say no yeah wow got rejected they're like you should have a dog oh that almost feels like the adult adult man at a playground just accidentally ended up at a playground and people get suspicious. Right. Amity at the dog park, you are the version of that.
0: I will, yes.
1: (laughs) I am people's dogs. Yep. Suspiciously. I just want to
0: pet your dog, that's all. (laughs) I'm keeping my eyes out for basset hounds and corgis. Those are the two that I really want to pet. Oh, that just makes me sound so weird.
1: (laughs) Uh, You can't be an introvert if you... Asked a stranger to pet their dog there at the dog some, park. No,
0: there's something... Okay, I'm an introvert when it comes to like people in crowds that I should be comfortable in. Complete strangers? Oh my god. I will go up to a complete stranger and start a conversation. Your dog is so cute! thank you! Aww. Aww. You did it again,
1: Amity. You creeped that lady out.
0: No, I didn't. <laughs> people who own dogs like to get compliments on their dogs. They really do. How are you feeling about the vibe in Minneapolis? Oh, that's a tough one. I feel like
1: things have gotten more like normal. I'm less miserable than I've been in previous years. That's a barometer.
0: Yeah. Yes, I feel less miserable. I don't think I was ever miserable. I feel, I do feel more hope. I can't really name why, cause. Cause you're able to get out and do stuff more. I mean, that's part of it. Like, yes, I can get out, I can see people hang out, like go on a bike. I mean, I could go on a bike ride before, but like, you know, open streets is back, all the things, oh boy. Here we go, up a hill. Oh, I might actually have to get off my bike. Now we're up on Central. We might bike on the sidewalk just for a little bit.
1: Okay, well, never before on this version of the Live podcast, sidewalk biking. There we go. (laughs) Excellent bike infrastructure on Central Ave. Is this slated to be a bike route? What's the plan for this street?
0: Not that I know of. I could be wrong, I hope I'm wrong. God, if Central were a bikeway, that would be wonderful. Sounds like it needs to be. Central and Lowry, man. If those were bikeways, it would be wonderful. Okay, the vibe of Minneapolis. I think it's gotten better, people are out more. I do think there's more hope. Resolution. Like resolution to to not give up. I feel like the people have resolve. Yes. Uh, I'm exhausted though. I think you can be exhausted and still want change and still actually like do things. I think there's a lot more organization, like there's a lot more organizing happening, formal organizing that is focused on like, long-term, sustainable wins, I think that is happening more and more. Uh, Let me try this one on you. So,
1: do you feel like we're better organized on the left, on the progressive side, than before? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yes. One thing that's definitely happening is we have a left side of the political spectrum that is more left than it was before. Oh,
0: That's totally true.
1: It is smaller as a portion of the city council than before, yes. which is a function of like how conservative, a conservative turn and backlash because we've been focused on crime politics so much, like the fear has pushed our politics, the majority on the council to the right. And it's polarized the city Hey, do you think that's a good dynamic for the left? If you're hoping for progressives to retake power, is it good that it's further left than it was before? Because I felt very well represented by the 2017 to 2021 version.
0: Me too. (laughs) Of the city council. Well, okay. like My politics don't quite fit in anymore. I think my, like my visionary politics fit in. <laughs> like, this is, the, this is the thing for me. I always feel like I'm pushed, being pushed by the more left than me, which I think is a good thing. Like, I know that things I understand about housing and addiction and homelessness, like, and drug use, how I think about that has absolutely changed because of more left leadership. Like that's true. Yeah. And does the left leadership on, whoa, that was this bad. This a great
1: bike route, Amity. We're
0: turning right, we're turning right. <laughs> in the street? Yeah, we're just gonna go in the street. Okay. We're back in the street. That's why Central
1: needs bike <laughs> bike lanes. True. That, that whole segment was an advertisement for bike uh, infrastructure yeah. on Central Avenue. Take Whose ward is that?
0: Whose ward uh, is that? This is ward one.
1: Okay, so get on that, Elliot Payne. <laughs> But back to
0: our topic at hand. It always comes back to organizing for me. So I think we can have a hard left council and are there organizations, are there people who are supporting them in what they want? And like, if they can't get those wins, have they drawn the line so hard that that issue or that thing is dead and it's like we can't go back to it. I don't think the council is too far left. I don't know that they're always bringing people, like residents and community members, along with them to sustain the the issue or the movement past a loss, like past a losing vote on the council. Like around rent stabilization. Is that just dead in the water? For this year, yeah. But I mean, like, is it going to stay dead in the water? Uh, I mean, it really
1: depends on the makeup of the council uh, It depends next time. on the
0: makeup of the council, but it also depends on the people. Like do the people, like, have they given up? Have we given up and said, this is not going to happen, so we're just like, this is no longer a path? Or is it like, we couldn't do it this year at the, at what was proposed. We know it's a good idea, so we're going to come back. They're coming back. Around for it.
1: I feel like there's a question of whether the politics this year was, we're going to throw red meat to the left and we're going to have this non-compromise, no exceptions, rent stabilization policy. We're going to take a vote, going to force the conservatives to vote against it so we can say, look at these terrible people who voted against it. Yeah. And there's the argument that I make sometimes, like, why didn't the people in the middle who say they support a rent stabilization policy like offer amendments to make it different they just said no so i'm frustrated with both sides sometimes because i don't actually like the version of the policy that's as it's been proposed Mm -hmm. but i think like the the right side of the council needs to engage to make it better because one of my fears is we eventually end up with a extremely progressive council and they pass that version of the policy and it's bad
0: oh yeah
1: it ends up like saint paul I know some people are big fans of the St. Paul policy, but I don't think it worked. I think it's important that we don't like kill off new construction so that we
0: right. keep like, growing we do our need, housing supply. We're gonna need more right. across the board. So on that
1: same theme you were on, I feel like as much as people crap on defund the police, it's like, it's still a rallying cry for, yes.
0: for uh,
1: conservatives, anti the anti-progressives Whoa. in Minneapolis. But do you, th- like, we would not be where we are with things like behavioral crisis response. We wouldn't be talking about, like, having an uh, Office of Community Safety. None of that would have happened if people who, like, <laughs> have been organizing on this before it was even on anyone else's radar screen, before uh, George Floyd was murdered, if we didn't have people organizing on that issue holding extreme positions for the time, which was like asking for 10 or 15 million dollars to fund these alternatives. If those people hadn't existed,
0: time wouldn't be here. The first time I saw MPD 150's report, you know, I don't remember what it was called. Oh my God, I have like 10 copies of it at home. The first time I read that, I was like, this sounds really cool. And we're never gonna have it. Like it's literally not possible in our society right now, why would we, like, I think it's great that people are talking about this. It's part of the narrative shift, but I mean, I don't, I don't think we're anywhere near where we need to be around behavioral crisis response, about changing how cops show up when they show up. But the conversation would not have shifted
1: to the degree it has if those people wouldn't exist. That's why I get so angry when people act like, well, we're in this terrible place we're in now because of the Defund the police. People said defund the police too much.
0: Defund the police, it still sounds scary. I think it got people activated. Yeah. And even if you're not like, we're gonna defund the police, it's a push to think about how, like, what are the other ways that we can increase safety? It creates tension. And this is just like true in organizing. Tension is a good thing. It makes you think about, like, what you actually do believe about the police. Do they need the billions of, maybe not billions, do they need the amount of money that they're getting? Is it actually serving you? Is it serving the community? Who else would think to have those? Like, I wouldn't have thought about that until someone said, hey, we should defund the police. See, this is how I do most of my bike rides. I'll come to an intersection and it's like, I'll be halfway through it. And then I'm like, no, I'm going to turn right, which is not safe, but honestly. Holy shit.
1: Just got past, passed, passed real close by a school bus. Like really fast. It's a joy to bike in Northeast Minneapolis. Are you going to watch this episode,
0: Amity? I will watch this episode, yes. I'll send it to my mom.
1: She's going to be very proud of you. And, and then amazing. she'll be like,
0: how do I watch YouTube?
1: Tell your mom this is the Cat Tour guy. He has a podcast.
0: Man, we're going to turn right. My mom was so excited about that. <laughs> she really was. It was so much fun. So my mom heard about the Wedge Live podcast. When, the Cat Tour? Yeah, the Cat Tour, I'm sorry. When the Minnesota guy was on Jeopardy. And he brought it up. My mom was watching that episode, this was like three or four years ago, I think. My mom called me during that episode. She's like, what's this cat tour that the city does? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I started Googling and then she's like, it's in a place called the Wedge. You didn't know about the Wedge cat no, tour? No, I knew, but my mom said the city does this cat tour. Oh. And I was like, I don't think it's a city thing
1: should be a city thing. It should be a city Give thing. Give me the Open Streets money. Give me the Warehouse or the cat tour? money. Well, thank you Jeopardy! champion Eric Hasek, I think I'm saying that name right, for promoting the cat tour to Amity's family.
0: Yeah. It was fun. And we got to see the cat who just passed away.
1: Yeah, that was sad. Billie uh, Jean, Billie right? Billie Jean. Billie Jean has passed on, had a great yeah. uh, celebration of life. Over the yeah. weekend. Oh, I saw that on Twitter. I saw
0: pictures. Did Anton used to live around here? Yeah.
1: I was real sad when Anton moved to Northeast <laughs> because I knew I would never see him again. Oh. And it was true. I never saw him again until he moved back to the Greater Wedge region. The greater- and now I run Wait, into. Is him great-
0: yeah, what is Greater Wedge thing? What is Greater Wedge? Well it's not
1: technically in the okay. Wedge and I, I don't want to say uptown, so I say the Greater Wedge metro
0: area. Okay, here. So right here, we're coming up. 17th is the new redistricted boundary of Ward 1 and Ward 3. So right oh. now we're in Ward 1.
1: Okay, we're in Ward 1. And as we cross this street,
0: uh, right Now about, we're in Ward 3. Right about here, we're in Ward 3. Yep. Michael Rainville territory. Yep, and there's Centers. That's a great community grocery store. Centers is also, I think, one of maybe two grocery stores in Minneapolis that sells alcohol. They got grandfathered in when the laws changed. So isn't
1: the law that only, if you're a grocery store, you can only have one location with a liquor store in the city and that's why Trader Joe's has one location with a liquor store. I think that may be the rule.
0: But centers, like Trader Joe's, it's still a separate store. Like you can't buy liquor, like the downtown Trader Joe's sells alcohol but you literally have to leave the grocery store to go to the liquor store. Uh, The state of transit, what's the
1: state of transit?
0: (laughs) I mean, I think the state of transit is pretty freaking great given that we just got massive amounts of money. Yeah, that was good. Like 500 million a year. And there were so many people and organizations and campaigns working on that. And it was one because it wasn't just about like transit, it was about climate and access to housing and like, it was the way that you should be talking about infrastructure. It's everything. And like, now all that money is coming in and it's gonna be about how it gets implemented on the county level, state, city. I, I wish that transit and just other public spaces stop getting used as like the... the
1: Social services?
0: Well, as social services, but I wish they... Like, they're not the only places bad things happen.
1: Oh, like a scapegoat. Yeah,
0: scapegoat, that's what I couldn't think of the word. Like, it's sort of like we're creating this this narrative that transit riders, that pedestrians, that bikers. We don't need, like, all the societal issues can just land on the transit system. They can land in public spaces, they can land on the parks. And those are the places that have to deal with everything else because no one else wants to take them on. So now it's the transit system's problem to solve and I don't mean that homeless people are a problem. It's like, no one else knows what to do around housing. No one else knows what to do around addiction. Okay, public transit, figure it out.
1: Right, do the, do the that job you were tasked off. with and also handle all, yes. of, all the rest of society's problems that we don't want to actually spend any money on. Spend your transit money on that.
0: And then it turns into...
1: Transit doesn't work and we shouldn't fund it anymore and then it's dead.
0: Like, that's what pisses me off. Public transit is one of the... I love public transit and I know I get sappy about it. It's what it means to live in a city. Yeah. It's like, I don't think I would be who I am without 10 years of having to take the 21 from Lake and Blaisdell to Concordia in St. Paul. I think you can take public transit and turn in like, you can be like, people suck, oh my God, this is terrible. Or it's just like a ride, it's just like neutral. Or like, the conversations and experiences that I've had on public transit are the kinds of things that make me, okay, this is gonna sound so dorky. They're the kinds of things that make me love people. They're the kinds of experiences that make me just like happy to be in a city with all kinds of people from all different places going through all kinds of shit. That happens on public transit. I took the bus to I took the bus (laughs) to the hospital when I had to get a bone marrow biopsy done to find out if I had cancer or not. I took the bus to go to the hospital for chemo, and I took it home. And people are so caring. I wouldn't have those kinds of experiences. Like, I wouldn't have felt connected to my community. I wouldn't have even known what my community was without public transit.
1: Thank you, Amity Foster, for joining me.
0: Thank this you. A guest today. I'm your host, John
1: Edwards. Sorry
0: i'm amity foster
1: and this has been the wedge live podcast a bike ride edition through northeast minneapolis thank you for joining me amity thank
0: you this was a lot of fun
1: and thank all of you for listening and watching (laughs) this is a real 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 thing real 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 thing (laughs) none of you have the balls to stop
0: I have got plenty of time. I have nothing else going on today. We're in the wedge neighborhood right now, right now, right now, right
1: now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. Right now.